Hi, this is Emily with the Limitless Female Podcast. You are listening to episode 45, Being Productive in Our Vulnerability. Woman, welcome. If you're a mama who is feeling all the feels of motherhood, the ups and downs of hormones, and maybe even depression, then you are in the right place. Limitless Female is your confident inner voice, helping you master your mood and create the epic life that calls you. My goal is to show you just how enough you are so you can show up limitless in your own life. Let's get started. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Limitless Female Podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys here. So real quick here, before we get started, I'm really excited because I created something out of a need. I found that a lot of my clients are struggling with back to school. You guys are feeling really overwhelmed. And by you guys, I mean me. And you guys are feeling really stressed out. And you're feeling you're hanging out in overwhelming confusion. Like, I don't know what to do. This is too hard. And so then you're not doing anything when it comes to um, what to do for school, how you're going to work it out with both people working and the kids being home. And, you know, it's... I know that there's a lot going on. So I created a workshop for you. And I know your first thought is like, I'm busy. Because I had that thought too. (laughs) I was like, how are they going to do this and fit this time in? But what we're going to do is we are going to wait just a few weeks after school starts. So you guys kind of have the routine under your belt. You've kind of figured it out. And then I want you guys to make 90 minutes for yourself a week. I know you can do it because I have created this boot camp called Mama's Mood 101. And I want to help you master the mood in your home, which by the way, you guys, is really just your mood, right? Because there is no intangible mood floating around in your home. If you feel a certain way, it's because you are creating it with your thoughts. Because if there was a mood in our homes, that means that if you were feeling really good, your kids would also be feeling really good, which almost never happens, right? One of them is always upset. I have four and it's like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like whack-a-mole, like trying to get all four of them to be really happy at once. So there is no mood in your home. I'm going to help you master your mood during back to school. And we are going to do it with four week um, group sessions and they're very small. So you're going to get to hear from other people being coached. You're going to get coached. And then you are going to get a full workbook of all the worksheets I've ever done with every summit, everything I've spoken at, every boot camp I've had, every webinar I've done, and all the worksheets I do for my clients. Those are all going to, you're going to get that in a PDF. You're also going to get a weekly class emailed to you. So we're not going to waste time together doing the class. You're just going to watch it. And then you're going to come to the class and get coached. And you guys just need to carve out 90 minutes. It's just one month long. I only have five spots. I just wanted to do one small group because I want to make sure that we keep the cost down. And I'm also able to provide you guys with the most amount of coaching time. And right now we are actually down to three spots. So if you want one of those, make sure you email me at um, limitlessfemale at gmail.com. And you can tell me and reserve a spot. And I'm going to tell you the price right here because I know you're busy. We don't have time to go check in prices, but it's only $279. No, $297. <laughs> Darn it, got those switched. It's only $297. 
So for the whole month, for the four classes and the four um, coaching sessions and the workbook, um, you guys only have to pay $297 and it's going to be amazing. Oh, and by the way, we're going to be coaching on how to manage your anxiety and your kids for back to school. I'm going to be giving you some tools there. I'm going to teach you about how to stop yelling at your kids and we can coach on that if you want. And we're going to talk about time management. So built into the program, I'm going to teach you how to carve out those 90 minutes. You're going to make more time to do things you actually love. And you're going to find that being back to school and intentionally creating your days is going to actually allow you to do more than you've done all summer with your kids home, even though you're helping them with school at home. Can you guys believe that? It's true. I'm serious. It's going to be amazing. So if you want a spot, just make sure you email me at limitlessfemale at gmail.com. I am excited for this podcast. I have been, it's been swirling around my head and I'm trying to get all the pieces together. And I think I finally got them together and things kind of come together last minute. I kind of research and write down my favorite quotes and Um, I jot down thoughts in my notes on my phone and I say things to my husband and sometimes it's like, how is this going to all go together? And I think it's going to gel together nicely. And I think this is a really, really important thing to talk about. Being productive in our vulnerability. How many of you guys feel vulnerable a lot? I feel vulnerable sometimes. And I actually noticed these last three weeks that Being productive through my vulnerability is really, really challenging. Or at least I think it's going to be challenging, right? So I don't want to be productive if I think, I don't know if it's the productive part that makes me feel vulnerable or if I'm vulnerable first and so I don't want to be productive. But these last couple of weeks, I actually had to try a new medication and I had a really poor reaction to one of them and it did not feel like myself. And that vulnerability always forces me to do some more coaching, to deepen my faith, and to speak to my Heavenly Father more, and to kind of deepen my roots with my family. What do I want to be doing? What are are my values? What's important to me? Because that uncertainty of kind of knowing how I'm going to feel and how I'm going to react it feels too vulnerable to show up on a podcast or it feels like it will be too vulnerable to talk to a friend or to do a certain thing, right? When you feel emotional, when you feel like those emotions are close to the surface, you feel vulnerable, right? It's the uncertainty of how you will react because your emotions always drive your actions, I think that's the word that I would use best for like people who wear their heart on their sleeve is that they are vulnerable. They are living from their emotions and their emotions are very close to the surface and they react to their emotions quickly and their emotions are strong, right? So if I'm experiencing depression because I react to medication poorly, then those strong challenging emotions can open me up for what my brain thinks could be ridicule or people seeing me as somebody I'm not 
or me showing up in a way that doesn't feel authentic to me, right? Or, you know, me not being as positive or peppy or as I think I am. So the first part to vulnerability, of course, is that you can tell all those thoughts are in my head. So I am the creator of my vulnerability. I feel like we have to start there a little bit because my belief that this is not me, this is not who I am, this is not authentically me, those are all thoughts that are creating vulnerability. And you guys, they're not true. I just want to offer to you that every way that you felt and acted and behaved is you. It's you at every different stage, right? It's the you you needed to be at that time. It's the you that knew how to behave that way at that time. If you knew better, you would have done better, right? So we are always ourselves. Um, I remember hearing a very pregnant person saying, I just want like my life back. I want to feel like myself again. I want to, and, and after I had babies, I always felt the same way. I was like, I just want to feel like me again. I want to feel young again. Like my mom is so sweet. She always take me shopping for makeup and clothes. I felt like I just forgot what's fashionable. I just have been wearing these horrible maternity clothes for five months after my baby. And like I have spit up on my shoulder and I don't have makeup on and I don't even know what looks good on me anymore because I stopped thinking that I'm cute and pretty and all that, whatever. And all of those thoughts are what are actually creating the vulnerability for me, that this isn't who I am. Because the truth is, you are all of that, right? Like pregnant you who's tired and irritable, and we might say vulnerable, right? Vulnerable to be seen as an irritable person that maybe you feel like is not you. That's you. That's pregnant you, okay? So first I just want to start there, that all the, all the ways that you are is you. Nothing has gone wrong, and you are not sometimes you and sometimes not you. Some things don't align, I think, with the best version of ourselves, but it doesn't really serve us to believe that that's, that's not who I am. I want myself back. I want my life back. I think accepting who we are and how we feel and what we're capable of or what we at least were capable of when we showed up a certain way with somebody, even if we didn't love it, I think noticing that, that that's who we were and it's okay, I think that kind of lessens some of that vulnerability. So we can pay attention to our thoughts that are creating our vulnerability. And when I looked up the definition of vulnerability, this is what I first found. The quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. So I thought this was really interesting because this is not my definition of vulnerability. But I I think this is our lower brain's definition of vulnerability. Like vulnerability gets a bad rap because people think that vulnerability means to be exposed to the possibility of being open for attack and harm. And our brain does not even distinguish between physical harm and emotional harm. It thinks they are the same, right? 
So if we're going to be opened up to that possibility, right, that is vulnerability. So what happens when we have thoughts that create vulnerability, like what if I can't do this? Or when our schedule changes and we think, I can't handle this. This is, I've noticed this lately. A lot of my clients say, but I just need routine. I just need routine. And I figured out what they're really saying is, I can't handle this. Like, I don't know. It's the uncertainty that's creating so much vulnerability for them. The uncertainty is so uncomfortable that we end up spinning into overwhelm and just stopping altogether because we want to be certain, okay? So I can't handle this sometimes, create some vulnerability, going into something that we haven't done before, right? A lot of us, we haven't done distance learning, at least the way it's supposed to look in the fall. And so it's kind of like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. So we choose this thought that we think is less vulnerable, which is, I can't handle that. I can't handle this seems more certain than let's see how it goes. It might be okay, right? We choose certainty over vulnerability, even though certainty is sometimes that we're certain we're not enough or we're certain it's too hard because our lower brain wants us to stop. Vulnerability to our lower brain means we're open for attack, okay? But I want to tell you what your higher brain knows about vulnerability, okay? That there is a flip side to being vulnerable. If you are open to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, okay, you are also on the flip side open to the possibility of being loved and connecting with others, right? You have to be open to receiving either one of those. But because we love certainty and we think certainty means that we will kind of diminish some of that vulnerability, we tend to go towards certainty instead of towards possibility, right? We tend to lean towards probability, right? Instead of possibility. So we look to the past. We're like, what has happened before, right? What has happened before when I've approached my, my spouse and told them that I wanted to be intimate? How did they react before? Then we take that information. Well, they said no. They said they weren't interested tonight. They said they were tired, right? We take that information and we decide to be certain, to be certain that we will get hurt, okay? And then we get rid of the option to be vulnerable. And our brain's like, this is good because vulnerability means the possibility of being attacked. But I want you to notice that you also got rid of the, the possibility of being loved, Now, of course, I'm not going to talk about vulnerability without mentioning, seriously, one of my favorite people, um, one of my favorite teachers, I guess, Brene Brown. She just has such like a, I don't know what the word is, firecracker, (laughs) a firecracker personality. She's so fun. She's so real. She's really good at sharing, you know, her real vulnerable state. And she's so intelligent, but she is a shame 
researcher. And I think she, she also researches all emotion, but a lot of vulnerability. So she wrote a book called Daring Greatly. And it's one of my favorite books, but she has this quote about vulnerability. And she says, the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued. Right? So that's the flip side to being exposed and open for attack is to create this energy where you feel seen, heard, and valued. But guess what you have to do to feel all those things? Right? Because you can't have a thought that you are seen unless you show up. You can't have a thought that you are heard unless you speak up and say what you want or say what you're feeling to your spouse. And you can't have a thought that you are valued and feel valued from somebody in your life without showing them your value, right? Without exposing to them why you are valuable and like being confident in front of them, which I really think is the valued part. When you're confident about your value, that feels vulnerable, right? We all want to show up and kind of downplay how amazing we are and then upplay other people's strengths because it feels vulnerable to show that we are valuable, to be confident, right? Because we, we don't know how they're going to respond. Are they going to, are we open for attack or are we open to be valued, right? Just like when I show up and do this podcast, am I open for attack or am I open to be valued, right? For this, this thing that I think I'm giving to you guys, this thing that I think I'm good at, right? When we share what we're good at, we can be open to be valued, which is amazing. We can be open to thoughts that will make you feel valued if you're not showing up and offering value, right? If you're not offering value to people in, if you're trying to run a business or have a side gig or um, develop a talent, you cannot feel valued unless you offer value, unless you do that thing, unless you tell people what you're good at, unless you show your talents and grow them and allow other people to hear them. And so vulnerability has both sides. Um, And there's this other part of the definition on the internet, which I love because it says, when you are open to injury or appearing as if you are, I think that's actually the negative side to vulnerability. It's not really that you're open for attack. It's that you're you appear as if you're open for attack. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Being attacked cannot just happen to you, okay? Because feeling attacked is usually the way people will describe it. I just felt so attacked, right? I felt so hurt. I felt so misunderstood, right? I felt so talked down to. Those are emotions. That means that you created them with your thoughts. So we believe that vulnerability leaves us open for attack, but what it really does, it's just the appearance that you are open to be hurt. The truth is that you are the creator of the hurt. Okay, when your spouse turns you down for intimacy, the hurt is coming from you, making it mean something. 
What are you making it mean when your spouse doesn't want to be intimate with you? That you're not enough, right? That you're, um, they don't value your relationship, that they don't want to connect with you. What is that painful thought that's creating the hurt, right? Or if you offer an opinion right now in a world full of so many different viewpoints and opinions and so many powerful, powerful issues um, and also social media, which makes it really easy for us to share our opinions. When you offer an opinion or you just post a picture of your family riding bikes without masks or something like that, right? (laughs) Someone offers you a comment. I've heard people ask, how do you deal with people's comments, right? And the truth is you don't need to deal with people's comments. The first act of war is a defense. That's a quote from Byron Katie. So when somebody offers me a thought and their opinion back about my opinion, that is the first offense, I guess. I get to choose if I'm going to defend or not. Is it okay for someone to have a different viewpoint than me? Yeah, it definitely is. And I expect it. I expect that there are better ways to say things. There are people who have way more life experience and are going to open my eyes because my views have changed rapidly over this year. I feel like my eyes have been opened up to things I didn't think I could feel so deeply about or want to understand so much more of. Um, And that came from being willing to be vulnerable. That when someone had an opinion about my opinion, instead of attacking, I was curious and I understood and I heard them. And now we've created this energy of connection, like Brene Brown says, where they can feel heard and seen. And I don't have to feel like I am attacked, right? I don't have to create the emotion of attacked. So vulnerability, there really is no downside if you think about it. There's the side where it appears as if we are open for attack and exposed, right? Because we're actually the ones that create the feelings of hurt and attack from our own thoughts. And then there's the side where we're open to thinking thoughts about ourselves that make us feel valued, seen, and heard. And we get to, we only can feel those things if we're vulnerable because you have to show up to feel seen. You have to speak up to feel heard and you have to offer value and be yourself in order to feel valued. So I just think that's really interesting. And I've been noticing a lot what we are doing as um, a nation, in families, in relationships, in order to avoid vulnerability. The way that we've been seeking certainty, um, how hard we cling to our viewpoints, um, how tightly we hold our convictions without being willing to hear and be open to other people's convictions or other people's viewpoints because We want the certainty, right? We want to be sure. And as soon as we open ourselves up and be like, hey, tell me what you think. There's that vulnerability, right? Where you appear to be exposed. 
right? You appear to not have an opinion. And so I think that that's really interesting to to watch the way we react when we feel vulnerable. We don't want to feel uncertain and vulnerable. It has us shaming people. It has us blaming people. I think that racism comes from people feeling vulnerable, people not understanding their own worth, and so they belittle other people because that's their best attempt to feel better. And so if we can understand that there is no downside truly to vulnerability because we get to manage our thoughts about other people's opinions of the way we show up and speak, what we say to people and our value, our talents, our gifts, our confidence. We get to choose what we make it mean when someone has an opinion about what we do. One of my favorite things about coaching is that I get to offer you alternative endings, right? Alternative thoughts that you otherwise didn't know you had permission to think. Like it's my favorite thing because I see my clients' eyes light up like, oh, and they always tell me, it just feels so much lighter. It's one of my favorite comments I get. And I seriously have gotten that one repeatedly. I just feel so much lighter. It just feels so light to talk about my marriage with you. It just feels so light to talk about depression. It just feels so much lighter. And it feels lighter because all of a sudden you're no longer like at the effect of other people and their opinions and things going on in the world because all of a sudden you have this alternate ending, this different thought that I told you, guess what? You could just think that, right? Did you know that you could just think it's okay for your husband to feel sad and you don't have to fix it? Like sex is a really, can feel very complicated, but when we break it down, it's really not, okay? When you guys stop getting in your spouse's head about how are they going to feel, how are they going to react, it becomes very light and simple. It's not so vulnerable anymore to tell your spouse how you're feeling about intimacy and whether or not you have a libido and whether or not you're interested and why you're not interested and all these things, right? It doesn't feel as vulnerable to just say yes, just because you love them, but you're not totally into it, but you're like, hey, I'm willing. It doesn't feel as vulnerable because you get to choose what you make it mean, right? So sometimes people show up and they're into it with their spouse and then their spouse has some kind of a reaction like, oh, that wasn't, we didn't really connect, right? Or that was kind of weird. And then they feel hurt, right? And they feel resentful like, well, I, I was there, I did it, but I didn't do it just right or I didn't do what they wanted or um, now he still is sad and I felt like I was trying to help him be happy and he's still sad, But I offer to my clients, did you know that it's okay for him to be sad? And that if you just let him be sad, instead of making it about you, you can love him through it. I'm so sorry, right? Even when you say no to sex with your spouse, because a lot of women with depression are the lower drive partner. If you say no to your spouse with sex and then they look sad and they're kind of pouting and you really don't want to, Did you know that you could just love them and not make it mean that you're not enough 
or you don't show up enough, you could be like, I'm so sorry. I know that's a bummer. I just love you so much. And let them be sad. That's an alternate ending that I think a lot of us haven't considered. And the truth is when you let your spouse be sad and you love them through it and you don't make it mean something painful about you, right, that all of a sudden creates this exposure for attack and the vulnerability, guess what? You're going to be willing to say yes the next time because you didn't leave that experience feeling resentful. So it is light, you guys. It is easier, okay? When someone is going through something hard and they want to tell you about it, there are different ways to think about it. You just get to choose. And in coaching, I get to offer you these new thoughts that will no longer, I guess you'll be vulnerable, but not in the way where you're exposed for attack, but in the way where you're exposed and open for a really incredible life, for really deep relationships with the people you love, because you actually will love them, not the version of them that you want them to be, right? That, that's really deep connection, right? You will get to show up and you will, you will choose the option in the future that you think is less certain, but is possible, less probable, but more possible. And guess what? The likelihood of you getting it is much higher if you think it could happen, right? <laughs> You're going to actually go after it. That's an alternate ending, right? Like in we, my husband are building a house and it's going, I don't know if I could even say it's going much slower because that thought has never really crossed my mind. It's like, I just keep noticing like, oh, well, it's like an alternate ending. Like, I guess we never were supposed to have the house at this time. Or, oh, look, like this is perfect because now we don't have to sell our house during COVID. Or, oh, you know what? This is probably really good because we've learned a lot about, you know, what a good contractor's like and what a good um, architect is like. And we've learned pricing on all these items and things like that. And the last area I wanted to make sure I touched on when I talked about vulnerability was faith. Having faith is full of vulnerability. It's full of the uncertainty of the reward, the uncertainty of the return of the love, right? Because in some cases, it's very long-term, right? It's a very long game that we're playing, um, like for a life after this life, right? And in some ways, it requires a lot of us to look for those blessings and to look for God in our lives, even though I, I believe if you guys look, he is very present. But I just want to point out to you that a lot of times we give up or we shy away from our faith because even though it serves us better and it feels better, it feels uncertain right? And it feels more certain sometimes than negative and unhelpful and stories and chains of addiction and um, short-term happiness, all of those things that aren't part of Heavenly Father's plan for you. Those things, even though they don't create more happiness, they feel more certain. And that is just your brain shying away from vulnerability. Faith, I feel like, is the ultimate, ultimate task in vulnerability. 
You have to show up and you have to believe before you see, right? And I love when President Uchtdorf says, doubt your doubts, not your faith, because that's what we do. We start to doubt our faith because the certainty of our doubts, right? All the evidence that we can collect and people who will reinforce that for us and TV and news and all these things we could find so readily, we want to believe because it's certain, even though it doesn't serve us. So doubt your doubts, right? Doubt that lower brain that's like, ooh, we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to wait. We don't want to be exposed for attack. Doubt those doubts rather than your faith. Remember, you aren't exposed for attack. You appear as if you are. But in fact, you are open to creating everything you actually want to create and everything you could. You are open to have this amazing relationship with your heavenly father and have that trickle down to your family and your kids and your spouse. You are open to a stronger relationship with your wife or your husband. You're open to creating a life that is just as possible because possible is just as available to you as probable. And the final thing I want to offer to you is that when you go towards the uncertain and you feel vulnerable, when you're going to share your feelings with somebody or have a serious conversation with somebody or talk to an employee you're afraid to talk to, or like I said, talk to your spouse about how you're feeling about something, the worst that can happen is that you will tell a story again that you are not okay. Because when we look at the past and we look at how we've struggled and we use that as evidence, the truth is that we struggled in the past because of the story we told about it, that we were not okay. And the worst that can happen now or in the future is that we tell that story again. And that just makes me feel like I have so much power to tell a different story. What are your alternate endings going to be? right? What are you going to choose to think and believe about the people around you so that you can show up vulnerable? And remember, there is only an upside to vulnerability. All right, you guys have a fantastic week. Bye-bye. If you have questions about anything you've learned here on the podcast or want help with something going on in your own life, hop on a free coaching call with me. In just 30 minutes, you'll have real tools for your unique situation. Go to LimitlessFemaleCoaching.com forward slash work with me, or you can find a link in the show notes below. Spots are limited, so grab one before you miss it.